You're listening to the Recovering Corpaholics podcast with host Felicia Stivelman, the podcast to help big four professionals quit the corporate games and break free into a meaningful career. In today's episode, I wanted to do things a little differently today and share with you eight strategies on how you can play and win the corporate games as a big four leader. I'll have another episode next week continuing this topic for employees at every level. These strategies are going to be a little different from what you've heard as I want to give you strategies of how you can play the game while still owning who you are. However, if you're playing the corporate games, you still have to hold back just a little bit, aka smile and agree versus telling someone off. It's a practice, but if you want to stay in the corporate world or at least make it a little bit more manageable until you can leave, this episode is for you. Find the full show notes for this episode at recoveringcorpaholics.com slash six. We've all had to deal with tough situations at work. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't have had found this podcast. You could be a partner or a colleague who's just a nightmare to work with. Or maybe you work for people who throw you under the bus or people who make you feel like you're not good enough. Maybe the workload is just unattainable. Or maybe you just don't like all the games you have to play to be accepted to get ahead. The corporate games are not fun, but there are some people who thrive in it. So how do these people do it? Here are eight strategies that these people know how to do and use and that you can learn too if you want to play and win at the corporate games. FYI, I talk about giving and receiving feedback for one of the strategies and to help, I've created a free step-by-step guide that goes into everything that you could need regarding giving and receiving feedback. To download that, just go to recoveringcorpaholics.com slash six. All right. The first strategy I have for playing the corporate games is to be open to others' ideas, aka listen. There is nothing worse than a partner or a colleague who is stuck on one idea, one solution, or one way to do things. You may have something to add, but you know with some people, it will just go in one ear and right out the other. Do you like working with these types of people? I know I didn't. So what does this look like? Well, I remember I reported to a director early in my career, and we had to provide an update to the client. He told me everything to create for the deck. I asked if we could change up one of the sections to include a couple of thoughts I had, and I was immediately turned down. And this happened every single time. Funny thing is, I would talk to the client one-on-one about these ideas, and they really liked it. He just always wanted to be in control. And when I rolled off that project, I ensured I never worked with him again as best I could. If you want to exceed in the corporate world, you need to know how to play the game. Maybe you only see one solution for doing things, but you still need to hear everyone out. Ask questions and see where they're coming from. This makes people feel heard and respected. If possible, you even want to say things such as, I like that idea. I'll incorporate it when talking through slide two. Or we can add a bullet on that. I like that. And even if you don't like the idea, you explain why it may not be the best fit, but say to save those points for another presentation and to keep the feedback coming. Most people don't want you to change up the entire presentation or idea or solution. They just want to feel like they're a valued team member. So in summary, listen to your team. Be open to what they're saying. For the second strategy I have for playing the corporate games and to piggyback on the above, you also need to be genuine. If you have one idea or solution in mind and still want to hear others out for the sake of being a team player, then you have it all wrong. And people can see right through that. 
you want to hear what the other person or team is saying and ask questions with where they're coming from, from a genuine place. Good ideas will have good support to back it up. I worked with a manager on a project where she would do this exact thing. She would say how much of a team player she was, which right there is a red flag. And then she would say, I'd love your feedback. But then whenever you would say your ideas, she would just say things such as, oh, that won't work, or that seems silly, or I can't think about that, or maybe next time, or other things that just aren't helpful or necessary. If you wanna hear others out, be genuine about it. Take time to understand where people are coming from because the less you do, the less people will wanna work with you and bring up their ideas when they do work with you. Now for the third strategy I have for playing and winning the corporate games is to keep your thoughts and or anger to yourself. When you come across people who aren't genuine and aren't open, the best thing you can do is to shut your mouth and keep it to yourself. They don't hear you for a reason. So telling them what they do or don't do most likely isn't going to help. In my experience, this is all about power and people wanting to win. Believe me when I say that you win by keeping your mouth shut. I've tried to give feedback a couple of times to people and it just made the person so upset. Some people can't take feedback and some people just don't want to feel like they are losing control. When I've tried to give feedback to some people, this made them feel like I was trying to get one over on them or that I was better than them. And that was not the intention at all. The best way to go about this is to keep quiet. Now, if you're going to give feedback as it's really bothering you and you think the person will be open to it, then go ahead. But for me and my fourth strategy I have for playing and winning the corporate games, you need to be strategic on how you give feedback. And as I mentioned earlier in this episode, I've created a free step-by-step guide that goes into everything you need to learn about giving and receiving feedback. To download, go to recoveringcorpaholics.com slash six now. Your feedback should sound something like this. Hey Jake, how's it going? Do you think that you'd have some free time this week to go over some notes I had from our team meeting? I had some questions and feedback if you're open to it. Great. Well, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate how you were asking for our feedback on the presentation this past Friday and asking for our ideas moving forward. It really made the team, especially myself, feel really involved. And I think we can make the team meetings even better by learning more about everyone's ideas. To speak personally, I felt as though you didn't really fully hear my idea before moving on to the next. And I know we're on a tight timeline for things, and I would have loved to know why my idea wasn't the best and what I could do moving forward to come up with better ideas as I want to be able to contribute to the team. If we have time now, could we discuss that? I really value your opinion, and I want to learn as much as I can. All right. I hope you understand what I was trying to do there. I was trying to come from a place where I was understanding, I was calm, and I was making it about myself, and I was not making it about them. Also a note that I made sure that my tone was equally as important as what I was actually saying. Now, there's other ways that you can give feedback. You could have said, hey, Jake, how's it going? Can I give you some feedback on the team meeting this past Friday? Okay, great. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you, I had some ideas that I gave the team and you kind of shot them down. And I just wanted to ask, 
why they weren't good ideas and you know what was going on. So see how that feedback that I was just giving there, it's a little unorganized. It sounds like you're upset. And if I was the person, Jake, receiving this feedback, I would automatically go into defense mode and try to stand my position and say, oh, your idea wasn't this, blah, blah, blah. However, if you were to give feedback from the first perspective, you'd come from a place where you want to give help. I hope those examples were helpful. Again, if you want to learn more about giving and receiving feedback, download my feedback guide now at recoveringcorpaholics.com slash six. Now, the fifth strategy I have for playing and winning the corporate games is to be cautious of who you're trusting. I can count on one hand how many people I could trust during my 15-year corporate career, and I would need more than two hands to count the number of people I thought I could trust, but ended up going behind my back. Everyone has a personal agenda, and it's very normal at a big four as everyone is trying to get to the top. Very few people will go against others if they think they are doing the right things. Tell people just enough so they think they know you, but keep most a secret so they have nothing against you. Now, even if you don't trust certain people, hell, even if you don't like them, the sixth strategy I have for playing and winning the corporate games is to still make those people, aka those right people, think that they are the best and that you do like them and that you do trust them. Because in turn, They will like you, and if you want to get promoted or need a favor sometime in the future, you will need as many people as you can on your side. Now, don't go overboard. The idea is still to be genuine. You may not like them or trust them, but you can still come up with at least one thing that makes them special. I mean, hopefully, right? And even if you can't find one thing, try your best. If you want to succeed at playing and winning the corporate games, you need to learn how to talk and hang with even the rudest of people. Going back to the director that I mentioned earlier, he was not a good leader, but you know what? He did deliver and get things done. If he did ask for feedback, I would tell him how out of all of the directors I've worked with, he was always on top of his game and I used that for him to like me and in turn, I got a great performance review. The quality of your work always needs to be good, if not great. But I believe that if you want to exceed expectations, you also need to have people like you and be a team player. If you got hired at a big four, they know you can do the work. The question is, do they want to do the work with you? People remember the little things, so make them feel like they matter. The seventh strategy I have for playing and winning the corporate games is to accept responsibility. Something happened? Well, it's not my fault. It was this person's fault. Or I didn't have all the information yet, so it can't be my fault. You know what will make you win the corporate games? Being the person who stands up for people and accepts responsibility. This is especially true when you're in a leadership role. You want to know why? Because the truth always comes out. Let me give you an example. In the middle of a project, the team made an error and the client found out. It was bad. When the partner asked who was responsible, a director on the team stood up and said it was his fault. The partner then went on to say that he should have known better and he really gave it to him. We later found out that it was an error from an associate and not the director. The director took the blame and as he said to our team only, 
He should have spent more time reviewing the work. So in turn, it was his fault. It didn't matter that he was on a couple different projects and splitting his time and maybe someone else should have caught it. He took responsibility. That associate later came out and told the partner that it was her who made the mistake. I can still picture this partner's face when he found out. He was shocked, almost embarrassed, but also really proud. He couldn't believe that this director took the fall for something. That director got great feedback on that project, even a spot bonus for his leadership and value on that project. And every person wanted to work with him after that because they knew he had their back. I have one last strategy for this episode, and I think that this one is key. And this one is the hardest to do sometimes. It seems very basic, but if you want to play and win the corporate games, you need to remember that everyone is human and that everyone is different. I know, so simple, but everyone is raised differently. They have different values, different beliefs, and just different ways of doing things. You don't know what happened in one's childhood. There could have been a perfectionist you work with who's like that because their parents rode them all their life. You could have someone else on your team who doesn't want to hear your ideas as they need to feel in control, otherwise they feel like they're nothing. This strategy is one that has helped me the most. Why? Because it takes away all the thoughts of, how could they do that? What were they thinking? They should have done this. They should have done that. There is none of that when you know that everyone is different and everyone is human. People all do things a certain way and people aren't always going to like the way I do things, but we need to respect where we all come from and see how we can all come together because that's where the winning happens. That's all I have for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed these eight strategies on how to play and win the corporate games as a leader. And I hope you like my free step-by-step feedback guide that's available on my website now at recoveringcorpaholics.com six. Stay inspired and live powerfully. Thanks for tuning in to the Recovering Corpaholics podcast. For show notes, to stay connected, and learn more about our show, find us online at recoveringcorpaholics.com. And if you're listening on the Apple Podcast app, show your support by subscribing and reviewing this show. See you next week, everyone.